Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Anders Nordahl, he's the Regional Manager APAC with 3SC Supply Chain Solutions. Anders will be talking to us about managing supply chain uncertainties in Asia Pacific. Anders, hi and welcome. How are you today? Hi, Nick. Thank you for having me on board. Uh, oh, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great times as we are, you know, heading towards the back end of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we always talk about the new normal and uh, we're still defining what the new normal is in, in real time. So that's it's exciting times for supply chain. Absolutely. And that's why I'm so excited to have you with us today. And before we jump into the topic, could you just introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. So my name is Anders Nordahl. I'm originally from Norway. Um, I have been in supply chain and log tech or logistic technology for more than 30 years. Um, I am now eight years in Singapore. And prior to that, I was 10 years in Hong Kong. So altogether 18 years in Asia, which when you think about it is a lifetime because uh, China back in those days was not at all close to what it is today. And Asia as a, as a market is, of course, transformed massively uh, during that time. So I've been part of an exciting change in, in how we do world economy. So that's what, uh, what excites me and uh, also like to talk more about. Yes, and this sounds very exciting and why we wanted to invite you today also to speak about that. So wow, almost 20 years of experience to, to listen to today about then let's jump into the topic, Anders, managing supply chain uncertainties in Asia Pacific. This is on not perhaps only people in the supply chain's mind, but on everyone's mind. I heard it from CEOs. We see it in more of our peer group meeting across the board at EGN. So please enlighten us. What is it, this all about? Well, you know, supply chain as a, as a whole talks about how everything is connected and how everything works in, 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 in a way. And I always look at supply chain as a harmony. And uh, whenever we have a harmony, we don't really think about supply chain because it just works, right? And as, as everyone have realized in the last three to four years is that, oops, it doesn't work. And why doesn't it work? And this is when I talk about the, the supply chain becoming in a disharmony. So it's not in synchronization. And I've been around in the industry for long enough to know that we've been through those kind of things quite a few times already. Um, and if you look back on the, uh, the SARS and the, uh, the financial crisis, and we, we look at how those things affected global supply chains and how long did it take for supply chains to renormalize, um, we basically look at the rule of thumb of about, uh, between four to, five, four to six years of, of time before it normalizes, okay? And what we are, of course, going through now is probably one of the most intrusive uh, supply chain disturbances that we've had in modern, modern history, okay? Um, so what is really driving a lot of this is that there's been a lot of dependencies on a fluid supply chain that just works, where all the different uh, tier one manufacturers are having their normal customers selling product at a, at a certain margin. All of a sudden, not having those customers because they stop manufacturing, people stop buying. Uh, and then, of course, going through the process of the restart, where the, the, the cost of shipping just went through the roof. We're talking about, you know, going from $2,500 from Shanghai to Long Beach to up to twenty dollars to $25,000, um, which, of course, meant that a lot of the products that was produced and shipped 
now longer no longer was uh, it, it it just didn't make financial sense to have this product in in, in the supply chain and of course the buying behavior changed uh, from brick and mortar operations to online um, and again you know a lot of people don't realize the impact that has on how supply chain are geared and structured and set up and um uh, one of the things that I always talk about uh, in the last couple of years is that what the tools in play is not configured for this new way of, of operating. And this causes a lot of disturbances and, uh, and challenges. And of course, don't forget, we have a lot of people that was laid off. And uh, once we have a lot of people in, in different entities and in, in structures being laid off and we now bring them in, uh, we, are, we have to you know spend time to get them up to speed on how are we doing things today. And uh, this is what we see on all levels of supply chain, including luggage handlers at airports, uh, restaurants. We see it everywhere in the supply chain space uh, that there is a disruption based on the, these these fundamental uh, uh, underlying uh, reasons. Yeah. Right, and and then just take us a little bit deeper here. Then, what are the key things that we need to look out for here? Well, I think the, the key things um, is, is being agile and being able to what we call fail fast, act fast and fail fast. Uh, because if we, if, we, if we think that we're going to come back to a 2018, 2019 way of operating, those days are long gone. Uh, number one, the, the workforce expecting something different. The customer base is expecting a different uh, scenario. We have a margin pressure that we, have ne- we haven't seen for you know, a very, very, very long time. And, and I think the fact of the matter is the more you can analyze and, and predict based on just last week or the last month or the last quarter and use that rather than what you did in the last couple of years as a, as a, as a yardstick, I think that's really the key for, for uh, being at, at the head of, of, of the game. And a lot of organizations, uh, Nick, they tend to say that, oh, I am the only one who suffers financially. But the reality is the entire industry is suffering with equal terms. So we're all playing with the same, let's say, um, challenges. So the ones who are better and smarter at, at managing uh, the uncertainties is the one who's going to come up with, with profits. And how could companies then prepare for this? Should they spend resources getting consultants to help them to manage the uncertainties? So what's the secret formula here? Oh, that's that's a difficult one, but I, I'll give you a step. <laughs> so in my career, I've, I've been working really, really close with about a thousand different companies uh, around the world and on the more sub- superficial level, more, more than 20,000 companies. And I would say that the the answer lays a little bit in the mix of the of the two. Right? On one side, you want to have an internal team that is in it for the long term that understand how business is operated but then to bring in uh, agile teams and agile solution providers that can help on uh, really you know, formulate a different view on things. And, and I think in, if you have too many people that are inside a company and, and, and ingrained in the, the way the company is operated, they tend to not have the outlook on what others are doing in real time versus bringing in somebody with a fresh mindset and a different mindset that challenges what you do and how you do uh, probably is, uh, is uh, the way forward. Okay. Uh, thanks, Anders, for sharing that. And um, there's been so much changes. Obviously, we had a pandemic and then we have wars, we have inflations, we're talking about recessions or depressions. So what have changed in regards to then the uh, supply chain uncertainties in, let's say, in this year? 
Well, this just this year, I mean, finally we are seeing rates coming back to a level of normal normalcy. Uh, we are still we are still hovering around the six thousand dollar mark, so we are still far away from the two and a half thousand dollar mark, which we we will probably land at in in certain times. Um, so those are of course driven by the fact that uh, recession is hitting. Um, we see this across uh, many different things, right? We are looking at people not going in Europe, not going to the cabins because they can't afford the electricity. They're not taking their boats out for long rides because the petrol is expensive. So you're looking at all these leisurely expenses of coming back down, which is also seen in terms of how do you decorate your house, right? We, we all lived in a house that we have forgotten that we were living there and then see, oh, we need to do this and this and this. But now we're coming to a point where, well, I've done all and everything. And now the money is not there. The uncertainty on spending is not there. So, you know, all of these things will, of course, limit the needs to buy, which is going to put a lot of margin pressure and it's going to put a lot of pressure on organizations that have built up um, capabilities to service that uh, that influx of people that need it. You know, you know, Nick and I, you know, we, we both cycle a lot, right? We, we all remember during the pandemic how difficult and expensive it was to get a bicycle because everybody wanted it, right? And now we see, of course, market dropping down. We are looking at, uh, you know, back in just in that industry, factories closing down shops in, uh, in China, moving it outside and then having to open up shops in, in China to operate because they just needed that, that manufacturing capacity. And, you know, all of that changes on every single industry, every single market. We are looking at uh, challenges on component level. We are looking at challenges on cost of, of energy just to run your shop and your outfit. Uh, access to material, access to rare earth uh, materials in terms of gases and, and metals. And all of these things all comes together in, in creating uh, uh, all of these uncertainties. So... I think with the war uh, still ongoing, and it's unfortunately going to last for still some time, um, I think the, the, the recession is probably going to be the one that's going to hit hard. Uh, you know, rents around the world is going through the roof. Uh, salaries are not. So what gives? You know, they, they, it, it comes down to the lack of consumer spending at the end of the day. Right. And, and this, uh, just finally also then, if a company really want to take this aboard and really to manage the uncertainties better how can they turn this into a competitive edge um i think having a really quality level of of analytics of what you're doing and also what your competitors are doing um, being able to really identify what are the product that works what are the product that doesn't work um, in what speeds in what quantity um, at what margin level we are looking now at companies doing operational planning based on revenue targets. Uh, and they might not look at one, one customer being a big volume, but low, low yield and prioritizing the, the low, uh, low volume and high yield customers. But how do you do this in a systematic way, in a dynamic way that is continuously you know, recalibrating and, and giving allocations to where you can actually get your, your margin? So I think having, having those kind of views and those kind of tools uh, is, in my view, absolutely essential uh, in, in the next two, three years as we see the normalization continue to happen. Some sound advice there. Thank you, Anders. And Anders, if anyone wants to continue the conversation with you, which is the best way for them to reach out to you? Please drop me an email. I uh, will be very happy to have a, a discussion and share some of my passions. And uh, uh, I, I reach out regularly to anyone from 
you know, graduates to to senior executive and, and including uh, uh, retired personnel in in the industry and just share, sharing and uh, what we what we all are, all are passionate about is uh, is what we're looking for. So please reach out with me to to with an email. That's fine. That sounds great. Thank you so much for being with us today, Anders, on EGN Leadership Conversations. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 